This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. Well, looky here. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. Make that the Blockade Pinball Podcast. I am your host, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always, halfway across the world, Jared Morgan. Howdy how! <laughs> I don't know, for some reason that, that uh, the, the drop target noise from Whirlwind was just, you know, sticking in my head as, uh, we've been absent for a little while here, folks. I think you've we uh, really have. It yeah, wasn't... We haven't been doing very much stuff. It's been... <laughs> It wasn't it's kind of intentional. Been a bit quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't intentional, but in the meantime, there wasn't much going on in pinball, so it didn't feel like uh, there was this dire urgency to get back to it. But um, no, I'll just I'll give you the give you the quick on. synopsis of 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 what what transpired here. Um, initially, we were going to be recording, and this was about uh, three weeks back, I believe, and. Uh, here in the States, it's a Saturday for me. There in Australia, it's a Sunday for uh, Jared. And uh, that particular Saturday, my my boy was going and getting his uh, first degree black belt. And there was a big ceremony regarding it. Uh, so there was no way I was going to make it in time for, for podcasts. So we were like, ah, oh, that's no biggie. You know, we, we, we've skipped weeks before. We'll just uh, come back the following week. No one's going to care. Nobody's going to care. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so easy for us to pick this stuff up. Well, two days later, my son had uh, medical issues that then we spent the week uh, trying to resolve, and it wound up landing us in the uh, children's hospital here in Orange County, uh, at which point uh, we found out that uh, my son had bleeding on the brain, uh, thanks to... So, non-trivial. Yeah, non-trivial. Yeah, Yeah, so uh, we spent six days in the hospital uh, with uh, them running scans and tests, trying to figure out exactly what was going on. And uh, finally came to the conclusion of, of what's going on. So we've had this now gap. Uh, oh, and then last week was Easter <laughs> weekend Sunday. And so that didn't uh, bode no. well for recording on either. <laughs> no. And that brings us up to this week. So this week, it was a fairly normal week. And uh, able to kind of restart things like I had even abandoned doing the table of the week uh, tournament on Zen. Um, I just completely had no desire to play it myself and no desire to, to load it up. So yeah, so uh, started that up again this week, uh, started doing some of these regular Facebook posts that I've been doing, which is uh, favorite all time albums that are still in your rotation, active rotation mm. of albums that you actually listen to. Uh, just kind of a it's kind of a fun thing to think about and uh, figure out what you actively listen to of your albums, um, mm. and yeah, so everything is going normal until uh, this Tuesday when we go back into the hospital and my kid has brain surgery to fix his issue. So <laughs> you know, it's these little things, nothing major. Life happens. Right? Life happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But that's that's where we've been. So life kind of got in the way. Yeah, it, it's kind of did. Um, and you know what? In that whole off period of time, you'd think I would have made a lot more progress with the pinball, but I haven't really. <laughs> <laughs> but what I have done is I've frisket masked areas of the playfield. So I'm sort of really gearing up for it, right? <laughs> I just got to spray the bloody thing out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I saw that uh, you you laid it down, and I saw you did something that I never thought to do, which was the areas that you were going to leave down on the table. You took a black sharpie and kind of drew scroogly lines mm-hmm. over it. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't do that, and I'm realizing that that was rather smart of you and kind of silly of me. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it took me it took me ages to work out that when you're actually measuring out the area you want to um, frisket mask, you do it on the frisket side and not the paper side because of course mirror image. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you flip it over, um, I did that a couple of times. I went ah. Oh. I have to do it on the frisket side because yeah. otherwise it's back to front and I just waste this bit of frisket. Um, but no, you don't really waste it. You just use it on another bit of the play field. So it's not a big deal, but it's still like annoying, right? Well, you know, the other thing that I did that if worried to do it again, I would do completely different how I frisket. Um, I was trying to be conservative with my frisket. And so just, mm-hmm. you know, I cut out a section that was just a bit larger than what I actually yep. needed. And then, you know, so that would be down. Not realizing that once you've done all the frisketed all the areas, there's only little tiny gaps in between, and now I'm going to have to cover that up anyway. Uh, you know, with uh, with butcher paper or something like that to deal with the overspray. It would have been so much easier to just do two long sheets of frisket all the way down the front of the play field with a seam in the middle, and then just cart you know cut away and be done with it. And I Be just yeah. didn't even think about that, and because uh, I really didn't save that much frisket by doing it the, the way I did, and instead I just, you know, installed a whole bunch of headaches instead. So, yeah, I did exactly the same thing. Fell into exactly the same trap. Like I mm-hmm. thought, there's some areas on this on the play field where there's uh, like a whole lot of return lanes and stuff, and yeah. there was just enough white area in in that sort of zone that needed to be like retouch and I, I sort of tried to zone it off a little bit and you know, I should have just put a big flat sheet of frisket over it and just done it all in one hit. Um, I'm finding it really hard to do the white rings around the lights because I can't find an object that's just the right size to be able to cut around it with a um, with the scalpel. So yep. I'm kind of having to freehand it, um, which is well, tricky. I, I, that's what I wound up doing on Firepower where... I initially was trying to use, uh, I have a you know clear ruler and I was trying mm. to do all the straight lines with the ruler and I was using, you know, guiding the, the exacto knife along that. And as my buddy pointed out, he goes, the most important thing is to make sure you have an exceedingly sharp knife. Mm. And the reason for that is straight lines. No problem. When you start doing curves, Oh, a sharp knife makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely. Well, so I did a lot of the straight lines that way. And then when I had to go do the flames around the pop bumpers, well, there was nothing that, I mean, I was going to have to freehand it anyway. Well, yes. I got quite good at freehanding that. And that gave me the confidence that then when it came time to do the numbers and the lettering, I just went, you know what? Screw it. Why am I? Because everything had a rounded tip. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't flat lines. And it was harder to try and then make your lines parallel to each other because the ruler is unforgiving in that way. As opposed to if I was going freehand, I could make the corrections immediately. And it was just a matter of going exceedingly slow. Yeah. No fast movements. And so it took time, but in the end, it wound up looking better because I could compare the lettering from when I did it with the ruler versus the other side of the table where I did a freehand. And I prefer the freehand. Yeah, right. Uh, so... 
I've got some challenges on Star Wars where there's white text on black background. Yeah. And I I know I'm going to get into the situation where when I spray the other white areas, some of which are actually visible, like they're not underneath the plastics um, zones yeah, um, where the GI is. So they're going to be visible in the play field. And I just know that they're going to stick out like dog's balls once I've done them um, <laughs> compared, to, compared to the other white zones um but the thing is i have to touch them up because they are worn down to the wood so i yeah. don't have a choice so the other problem is the lettering and the, the zones that i need to touch mostly are lettering so white lettering on black background so i think what i'm going to do is for those for those lettering zones that are going to be retouched on black i'm just going to cut as close around them as possible um and leave them the way they are and just spray very closely around it with the other black and just let it be i, yeah. I think i'm just going to make the call it's going to be too hard to actually cut those out with frisket yeah so i'm just going to let it ride and i mean you'd be surprised remember i did pinstriping with the frisket oh I, yeah i cut the literal pinstripes you know uh, out and sprayed you know to spray those white and I mean, the, it was, we're talking about a 16th of an inch wide. Wow. That's narrow. It's very narrow. And again, sharp knife, because otherwise it would pull the frisket off. Yeah. But the sharp knife left the frisket stay and allowed me to do a nice straight, straight cut. Um, mm. But yeah, that first pinstripe line that I was like, I'm going to try it. Oh man, I was sweating bullets, but mm. uh, it, it, it worked. And, um, you know, there's... You realize with how these tables were painted with the silk screening that the silk screening was far from perfect. No, we, we well, wasn't like all the lettering um, on Star Race. It's got big, it looks like bubble writing. It's not yeah. sharp. Yeah. It's actually quite, quite rough, actually. So I wound up, there was a couple of pinstripes that they went so narrow that they almost disappeared into the black and then would reemerge. And when I got done with it, it was all one uniform pinstripe. So mm -hmm. I was actually able to make a few corrections to the initial uh, look uh, that the, the, the silk screen didn't do a good job of. Uh, I, yeah. did, I did do one correction that I realized, uh, you know, purists are, probably, purists are probably going to hate me for. But uh, you know the big red lasers on firepower that uh, shoot into the planet? Yeah. So if you look at it, there's this weird thing that they do where they widen out and then all of a sudden it's a straight line in and then they widen out again. And it drove me bonkers that it wasn't just one uniform straight laser. Mm -hmm. And initially whoever had done their touch up paint job had kind of butchered one of them. And so I said with this, I went, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to make it the way that I think it should be. So I made it one uniform laser. And so it doesn't do this weird you know, goes wide and then narrows again and then goes, you know, wide once more. It's now just mm. wide at the top and goes all the way to a narrow pinpoint. And so obviously anybody that looks at mine after I'm done, it's going to go, Hey, that's, that's not original, that's not original, but you know what? It, it makes me happier because it was driving me bonkers. It's the same mm -hmm. thing that drives me bonkers. If you look at firepower too, um, it looks like the lower portion of the play field has gotten worn off. Uh, has massive table wear. The paint job just kind of 
crumbles almost and and there's black and there's it's weird that's how williams designed it mm. and i hate it because it looks like it's been worn yeah um, it looks cactus yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know i think it's it's tricky sometimes like you want to you want to try and do the best restoration you can on the play field but at the same time like you, you could just go crazy with this and mm. it would take you months to do it right yeah. I, I don't really have the interest to do a like a full-on restoration quality i'm going to fix the really bad bits on it that like yep. stick out terribly yep and there's going to be some bits that because of the area of the play field they're in i probably won't even attempt to touch up um because they're just really bad yeah but the things i want to the things i want to do is at least get the the numbers back in because they've quite worn off the lettering in some places is also worn off. I don't know if I'll be able to actually, like, they're that bad that I don't even have something to go by um, in the area. So I can't even, like, trace over it and then have a go. Um, so there's some parts that are just, like, unrecoverable, and I might try my hand at doing it, um, but I don't think I'm going to have much success. Yeah. And then there's, you know, there's big areas of green, but unfortunately, if I, if I go and spray just the bit of the area that's affected, it's going to be mismatched. So I'm going to have to do the whole lot of the green. And unfortunately, they've also put some, some dotty pattern over the green. So I'd somehow have to mask around that. And it, it no, it's, there's so <laughs> many, it's, there's so many Debbie Dragon moments on this play field that, you know, it's it's not a simple like you see people touching up EMs that are just like bold colors with very right. defined zones. It's like, yeah, that'd be nice. Like, can you have, yeah, you, can realize, you, you realize that that's what we should have started on? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Something simple. No, no. I did the same. I did the same thing when I wanted to make an electronic kit. I went, well, what do I want to make? Well, I want to make a subwoofer amplifier. So I'm just going to go for a level four kit, um, where I had to like work out how to wire up a toroidal transformer <laughs> and, and I was, you know, well and truly not something I could do myself, but yeah, I just bit off and chewed like hell. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to do that with this as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, let's, let's talk a little, uh, digital pinball because yeah, let's do there is yeah. some news in that front, uh, in mo mainly coming from Zen. Uh, mm. so, Zen came out and announced they have two new Star Wars tables coming out on April 17th for uh, Steam and uh, mobile. I don't know if it's, uh, I don't believe it's for Switch. Uh, I could be wrong, though. No, I'm not sure. Uh, no, they wouldn't be because Switch doesn't have any of the Star Wars or Marvel tables yet, I don't believe. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. So uh, only the Zen Originals they have on there, is it? Yes. Uh, Zen hmm. Originals, I believe they, they do have... Uh, the the universal pack they do oh, yes. have um i don't know if they have i don't i don't know if they have portal or walking dead either mm. um, i just know they don't have the star wars and the marvel packs yet for mm. switch um but anyway so for for everything but maybe switch it's uh, it's a new star wars table one of them is uh Basically, their typical "Hey, let's follow the movie plot" uh, kind yep. of games, and the other one takes place on Luke's island of Octo. And uh, 
all I know is immediately I looked and I was like, there better be a porg somewhere on this table. And sure enough, there's a porg on each of the slingshot uh, uh, plastics. Um, so I was like, okay, so they've done, they've done job done. Do. Yes. And unfortunately, <laughs> I will caveat this whole conversation saying that I've not seen that movie yet. So I know nothing. Yeah. But I yeah. did notice that that's actually out to buy on Google Play. So that means in a month's time, it will be out to rent, which means I'll go and just rent it and then I'll catch up. <laughs> And then I'll be able to understand what the hell I'm doing on the pinball table. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so there's that bit of news from Zen. And then the other news from them is they are coming out on the Switch with the uh, Bethesda uh, pack. And mm. that is also happening this month. Yeah. And that's a good pack, the Bethesda pack. Like it's... There, there's some pretty interesting tables in there. I've, I've been mucking around with Zen. I've got a, uh, through work, gave me a new tablet, and it's a oh, Galaxy, okay. tab, Del- Galaxy Tab S3, um, which is like a big 9.7-inch um, uh, 4x3 orientation Android tablet. And um, I've managed to find a controller, a Bluetooth controller that would work with it. So I've got not touch controls for pinball, and... It's it's quite pleasurable to play because the the display is a um, an OLED display, so all the colors are really nicely saturated and really nicely presented and crisp and fast, and uh, it actually looks better than the Shield tablet. Um, the tablet itself doesn't quite have the performance of the Shield tablet, but it still does a good job. So I'm kind of happy to be playing it on it. Hmm. Yeah, that, that Bethesda pack it's it's. I've never played any of the games that are in it. So Doom, Fallout, and Skyrim. Mm. So I'm a little bit lost uh, regarding some of you know when they do a call out, I'm like, uh, but I don't know what that object is that you're calling out. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's a little bit of a learning curve there for me, but we did uh, Fallout, I think in one of our uh, table of the weeks. And... So I was able to 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 learn a few things about that. And it's, it's a pretty interesting table. And I'll say the same thing was with Doom. It's uh, rather interesting also. Um, really good mm. lighting packages on all those. It's basically if you if you look at Zen, all the packs that they've put out since the alien pack, uh, to me that's been kind of a uh, like a, a new starting point for them, you might say. there's there's all the mm. tables that were pre-alien. And then there's all the tables that have been post-Alien. And everything that's been post-Alien has been really top-notch. Um, yeah. They've really focused better on the rules. They've uh, seemed to have listened to people's, uh, like ours, complaints about the uh, DMD displays and giving you information you can't possibly read because there's a pinball bouncing around. Um, yes. They've gotten much more adept at making the tables feel like real pinball in terms of the bounciness of the rubber um, yes, and just basically your shot selection, uh, you know, flow of of the tables. So, I don't a lot know, of them really do feel so nice to shoot. Like you just you're flipping around, you're going, "This is just really quite like pinball." Yeah, and it just feels great. It so I guess does. for me, you, you would call this to me. It's the third generation of of their their tables. Mm. Um, first generation being. Not only all, well, not that. only all those, but we're talking through V12, Tesla, uh, Shaman, um, Epic Quest. Uh, some of the, uh, yeah, probably up to Epic Quest. Um, a lot of the early Marvel tables, 
and the mm -hmm. first generation of Star Wars tables. And then all of a sudden they kind of they flipped switch and I think it was with a lot of their Marvel tables and it was probably somewhere around the time of uh, like Infinity Gauntlet mm -hmm. that uh, or, or, or Fear Itself that all of a sudden was like, hey, then you guys are you're kind of different. Getting, you're getting onto something. And there was kind of a hit and miss still going on where one of the pack table packs would be, you know, one of the tables in there would be kind of like dodgy still, but the other one would be like, no, no, but I really like, you know, this one going forward. And that I remember us having this discussion, like with all the Star Wars tables, like, oh yeah, old designer doing this one. Right. And new designer <laughs> doing this one. Um, yeah. The Graffle, yeah. I think the Graffle, Mr. Graffle is the, one of the guys who was slow to go with the bouncy physics. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, they really started hitting their stride with, you know, like the uh, South Park table um, mm. and, and, and stuff like that. And, you know, they were, they were kind of on a roll of a certain baseline of quality. It was better than that original um, stuff that they were doing. So that was kind of the second generation. Like I said, third generation of, of what they've been doing and how they understand pinball, I say, starts with the uh, alien pack and yep. moves forward. And obviously everything that they've been putting out for uh, Pinball FX3 it has been really, really well thought out and good. I've like, really rather enjoyed them. I mean, you know, even though I, I, the Jaws table is a little hard for me to get into, there's still some mm -hmm. quality good stuff on there, and at least the lighting is cool. Um, yeah, the lighting is know. actually really cool. Even on mobile, it looks really good. Um, I, I was surprised actually playing, uh, what was it? It was um, Hercules or the yeah. whatever it is. The, yeah, that was the a really good one. Table. That's got some lighting on it that really surprises me on mobile. Like it's it's fun. It's a lot of nice flow on that table. Yeah, it's just a good one to shoot. It's yeah, I'm really quite a big fan of it. Um, I like it. And you know, Zen used to do these bizarre flipper placements and ramps mm. that you had no clue where the ball was being diverted to. Uh, and they've kind of gotten away from that and gone a little more traditional with uh, yes. where you expect to see things. And I think that's also part of why I've, I've latched onto these later tables more. They just feel that you still want the Zen feel of the tables, but, but you also want some, it, you want the reality of pinball in the simulation as well. well. It's not even a simulation, but in the storytelling that they're yeah. trying to do. Yeah. And, you know, I think in a lot of cases, some of the earlier tables were a little bit like the EM days with pinball designs where they, you know, <laughs> you know, they put pinball flippers backwards and they, you know, they, they put like heaps of flippers everywhere and crazy. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was, it was almost like, well, we're digital. We can do whatever we want. We want to make ourselves seem different. And it's like, no, we don't want different. We want what we want. <laughs> we, we want, want feel. We don't want, we don't want different. We want creative. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. Exactly. But you know they've even they've even gotten better about uh, their artwork on the tables because I remember trying to play, uh, I believe it was Ninja Gaiden, mm. and the entire table is red, and right. red to begin with is a very difficult color for your eyes to resolve. <laughs> yes, um, it is. Even in reality, it's it's difficult. But it was so much a wash of red that the whole table just kind of looked flat and mm. it just looked nasty. But then they went the other direction when they started doing, you know, if you look at like Shaman or El Dorado, it's so busy 
that you can't tell what the hell is going on either. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can't tell what is three dimensional, you know, raised from the, the, the play field and what is flat to the play field because they would purposely make the plastic that was on the raised portion blend in perfectly with the background of the table itself. Um, yes. So if you look at though, back to the future, it's like, ah, you nailed it. You, you understand mm-hmm. what is, you don't need so much artwork. And if you've ever seen a stripped play field of a 90s era Williams table, you'll see just how little actual artwork is on these things. Um, It's quite shocking. They're they're designed to be paired back so your eye can process it. Yeah. Um, And you'll notice that if you take a look at those 90s designs, you'll see that the areas where a lot of fastball action happens is very low on art. Mm -hmm. So... the, like the the loops and all the fast moving areas of the play field, there's really not a lot going on. Um, because of that reason, your eye actually needs to track the ball and not the art. Yeah. So yeah, it's very interesting eh, when you look into this sort of thing, and you can see it in the in the way the tables are actually designed. What's there now that they've really dialed the colors back, but still made the art present. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's much better balanced now. So, yeah, they, they, they really do have how to represent a original theme digital pinball um, uh, product uh, in the games that they offer. We were uh, discussing, uh, just me and you texting back and forth, about whether they would do a Black Panther table. Mm, yeah. And it's one of those things where... They've yet to do Black Panther on any of their tables. Obviously, the movie has is now Marvel's number one movie that they've ever made um, mm. and surpassed even Avengers. And so, I mean, it's huge. It would make perfect sense for Zen to, to do this. The question is, are they really going to do just one standalone table? They don't usually do that. They usually pair it with another another table. Well, if True. you look at, but if you look at the slate of movies that are coming out, the, which you would, a lot of times Zen has kind of paired somewhat with either something that's coming out or, uh, or has just recently come out, but they've already got an Avengers table. They've already got an infinity war table. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's, that's two tables in one movie that uh, they don't need to redo. They've already got an Ant-Man table and that's the other movie that's coming out this summer. They, uh, I'm trying to think of what other things that, oh, Deadpool's the other movie that's coming out this summer. They've already got a Deadpool table. So it's kind of like, oh, well, what would be the next thing that you (laughs) would, would pair it and, and, you know, kind of put out. Um, Because Zen has been writing this weird line where they're still very much following the comic books, but, if you look at the artwork on the Ant-Man table, it's clearly modeled after the movie and the yes. voice work. Uh, they clearly tried to get somebody that sounded like Michael Douglas. Uh, yeah. So they're taking cues from the movies, but not being revolving around the movie. They're revolving still around the comic world. So I don't know. It, it, it's one of those things where it's like, I can't believe that they don't have a black Panther table, but what would they put it with it? Yeah, it's sort of it'd be hard to get. Uh, they, they have to do like a a Star Wars um, 
my own creation table, you know, like they've done with the um, the Last Jedi pack. Um, you know, a spin-off one, like a focus on a an area of the pinball or area of the movie that perhaps is maybe the best bit or, you know, and then focus on stuff around that, you know. Right. So they have to make a game within a game, essentially, if you know what I mean. Like they'd focus yeah. on... They focus on. Like it might be table where it was a, a, a Sith versus Jedi, which yeah, wasn't that on any thing. table whatsoever. Uh, you know, any movie whatsoever. But hey, we got these properties. Let's blend them together and create our. It'd own be a, yeah. It'd have to be a theme. So mm-hmm. a theme from um, Black Panther, um, like maybe I don't know. It, they they'd be able to work something out, but yeah. it would have to be like a, a, a essentially a sub subtext table. Um, what they had to do, they could do it though. Yeah, be interesting to see where they uh, where they go with that. Mm. Um, other digital pinball. So I've been playing this app that Farsight had put out called uh, Pinball Tournaments, and this is the one where they basically it's the uh, reskin of Fireball. Oh yeah, and, that's right. We talked about that last time. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, and. It took me a long while to figure out the scoring. I think we've talked about that before. Now um, I've got that figured out. And uh, I've actually been playing it daily. So they've got me hooked on that front. Where Uh, they're still losing me is getting paired in tournaments. Um, Right. So the matchmaking is still a problem, is it? It's still an issue because... A, you've got to have people playing. Yes. And based off of what I'm seeing, there ain't people playing. Um, these tournaments mm-hmm. usually have at least 10, I don't know if it's 10 or 15 placement you know, positions uh, to pop up on the daily leaderboard, because that's what it is. It's a daily leaderboard. And rarely do I see it filled. Mm-hmm. Rarely. I don't think I've even seen it filled all the way once. Um, so clearly there's not enough people playing it. But then also there's the issue that I've probably played too well and I've put myself into a category where there's mm-hmm. literally one other person that I get paired with to play against. And yep. that person is being a jerk. <laughs> because um, if you lose a match to a person, you can challenge them to a rematch. Um, also, if you you can play tables where you're not playing against anybody and basically banks your score. And then the next person that comes in and wants to play at that particular, uh, they call it, they call it Z. That's the kind of their virtual currency that you, that you earn. And so there's the two Z level, the 10 Z level and the 50 Z level. So if I have a couple of two Z levels waiting for a player, the first person that comes in that is matched at my level, well, they're going to be having to play against the tables that I've already, uh, or the scores that I've already posted. Okay. Well, I've got a laundry list of scores posted in all three areas and I'm not getting paired with anybody. Meanwhile, I look at the leaderboard and people are above me. That's weird. <laughs> it's very weird because they've been playing against other players and they're scoring Z based off their scores with that. So I've only got this one person that I'm playing against. And basically what he'll do is we'll play like a 50 Z match. And if he wins, he will not play anymore that day. 
and I now have no way of catching up to him because that's the only person that I'm paired with. Right. That's really crap. <laughs> that, that's not fun at all. No, <laughs> I've tried and I've tried to like, there was one time where he lost a couple of matches to me. So I was way up on the, on the point toll and he challenged me to rematches. I went, sure, let's do it. And so I played the rematches and fortunately I won. So I still schooled him. And so I figured that, okay, now when the, when the coin is flipped, he'll do the same. He'll just be like, yeah, sure. It's fun to play. Nope. He's just purely going for, <laughs> for the, the absolute win. And the thing is, is like some days the, the, the leaderboard win total is worth a whopping four Z, maybe two Z. I mean, it'll be mm. stupid, dumb number that is like so inconsequential. It doesn't even matter. But then now and then like today and yesterday, top score is worth 250 Z. So that's a, that's, that's a, yeah, that's a nice, that's a nice windfall. And this person's not playing, playing against me. And the, the, for the scoring today, they're not playing against me at all. And so I'm not even on the leaderboard because <laughs> there's nobody to play against. It feels like you're in jail. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, guys, you've got me playing daily. I'm checking it daily. I want to play. I really do. But you're, the fun is not there because of the matchmaking. Yeah. The matchmaking is just too limited. Yeah. And then yeah. this is the, this is actually what my fear was when we were in beta. And when I initially talked to, uh, to Norman, he is the one that uh, told me about this thing going in, and, and he was asking what issues I think that, you know, would people be wanting to play or whatever. And I told him, I said, if you don't have the numbers of people playing, it's not going to be the least bit of fun. He's like, ah, oh, I think people will show. I think people will show. But mm. it, the problem was, was right off the bat, the game was so confusing in terms of that scoring issue because it was nowhere plainly clear to, you know, clearly explained that I think you lost a lot of people just that were casually trying to even play this thing. Yeah. And now you've got the matchmaking issue that just makes it not fun either. Um, so. Yep. What are you going to do? No, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> you can do. All I can yeah. do is highlight the issues that, uh, that are there. Mm. Yeah. And it would also Nothing's... be nice. It would, it would be also nice uh, because this is the only table. I've pretty much mastered this table. Yeah. Um, it's kind of getting a bit old now, right? Well, it would be nice if there was another table to rotate between, you know, or three tables to rotate between so that, uh, yeah, there's, it's like, oh, what are we playing today? Oh, okay, cool. But I'm sure to a lot of people, they're like, oh my God, I hate this table. Why would yeah, I want so I'm to continue? Done. I'm done with this. I don't want to play it anymore. So therefore... Yeah. I, I, maybe that's what old mate's problem is that you're going to get them. I'm done with this. I don't want to play it anymore. Could be. So it may not be, it may not be he's, he's avoiding you. He's maybe be, I'm just really not interested in doing oh, this. Oh, no, you know, he's clearly avoiding me because, oh, all right. <laughs> because he's still playing. He's still actively playing. Um, all right. I think it's just whenever I ask for a rematch that that's when he's avoiding me. Yeah, um, he goes, no, you're too good. So, so my, my counter to that has been to just make sure that there's enough of my games in the queue so that he has to get through my scores. <laughs> yeah. Eventually um, he has to hit one of your scores. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But again, that's where you come into the, the issue of, uh, 
once you hit 50,000 points in this, you're done. You can't play anymore. And it just does a quick total of how many balls did you have left and what was the time left on your counter. That creates your bonus score. Boom, here's your score. So um, most right. of my scores are between 82,000 and 94,000 uh, points. Right. Well, so I can finish with you know an 88,000 point and be like, okay, that's cool. But then all of a sudden, the other, this other guy scores 92,000 and I've lost. Yeah. But I had plenty of more time to play. I had plenty more balls to play with. So the, the capping issue also is what, uh, what kind of sucks. Mm. Yeah, that's because it's, really... it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a coin toss as to what's going to happen in the end. You know, you're like, I have really rocking scores, but if that person happens to have a better rocking score, what are you going to do? So really it all comes down to the bonus that you get at the end. It seems because I mean, it entirely it... comes down to the bonus. Oh, see, the only, the, the only clue that you have regarding what you're up against. So if a score has already been posted right at the beginning of the game, before you even plunge the ball, if you look at the score, it'll show, uh, it'll say like one ball, uh, 48 seconds. And so what you realize is this person only lost or, or was still playing on their first ball. And when they hit their 50,000 point cap, there was, you know, 72 seconds left on the table. So you have kind of a goal to go for, but you don't know what their actual score was. Mm. Um, if you and see again, the goal itself is really abstract. Like it, it doesn't, the fact you have to work it out. Yeah. It doesn't, it's just like another layer. It's not inviting. That you don't, it's not inviting. No. No, it, really, no. <laughs> <laughs> and and the fact that I haven't heard peep one out of Farsight since they put this out, I mean, zero. And I've made comments on the message board about, about it, and the only thing that I got a comment of was, oh, yeah, well, we know about the score cap being an issue. That's it. That's all I've heard. Right. Um, it, it, it it feels, I hate to say it, it's shovelware. It's vaporware. Yeah. It's just there, something unsupported. Uh, no Another experiment that's deemed not to be a something they want to continue, but unfortunately they don't take it down right. um, after they've experimented. Yeah. And the problem with these experiments is it, it that's what betas are for. When you go live mm. with this, you got to nurture your baby. If you don't nurture mm -hmm. it, it's, of course it's going to die. But Can't if you throw just, it out there, no, you know, expect it to do things like it takes a you got to market the crap out of it, basically. Yeah, yeah, like it's gonna be every second tweet, you know, or right. you know, it, it you've got to get people interested in it so that you can then start getting your dollar redos from it, right? And you, and you think about something, even you know, look at Candy Crush, mm. they didn't just put it out and then stop, they continually no. evolved that thing. Um, I haven't played that in quite a few years, and I would be probably shocked to load it up and see what it has become. Because I'd probably oh, be like, "What the heck is this? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's evolved so much." Um, and oh, how many levels? Thousands of levels do I now have to go through right, in this game? Right, it is. It's thousands, thousands of levels now. You know, I play oh. this other. I play this other mobile game called Clash Royale, and. Yeah. They just recently did a tournament where they went, okay, you get to play with all the cards that were only the cards that were original 
to the launch. And you have to follow the set of rules that was there at launch. The game only oh, launched wow. like a year and a half ago, I think, maybe two years ago. Uh-huh. And it was just like, whoa, what the heck? I don't even remember that playing this way. So yeah, you gotta wow. nurture the you gotta nurture the crap out of it. Um, yeah. you gotta you gotta evolve, stay with your players, listen to their feedback, and make adjustments and make them aware that you are there listening and making those adjustments. Um, instead of just throwing it out there and being like, hey, hey if you like it, yeah, cool. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, this is classic product management 101. You release it, you measure, you iterate, you release, you measure, you iterate, and you keep on doing that until no one cares anymore. Yeah, and then you kill it off, and you start again with something fresh. Like it's just, and this is the thing, right? That I don't understand with Fast Eye because this isn't their first rodeo. No, like they have been releasing games for years now, like a decade. So this pattern should be ingrained, and it should be something they can just do without even thinking. But they don't, and they 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 just don't really seem to do well, it. Well, it seems so. like they're they're still operating on an old model uh, yes. of, of game design rather than realizing that if you're going to enter the mobile market, you got to be at the forefront. Otherwise, mm. you're just going to be washed in the tide. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of changes, the pinball uh, league that I've neglected to be in because of my knee <laughs> for yeah. at least six months. I think it's been actually almost seven or eight months since I last uh, played. Um, they are restarting their season tomorrow oh. and they've got a whole new set of rules. And I'm actually going to go uh, oh. go check it out for the first time because uh, it's really local to me so I won't be gone from the house for very long. But uh, I'm very curious to see what the rule change is because basically what they've done with these rule changes, no longer will they be earning points for uh, international pinball uh, tournament scoring. Yeah, waffle point. Those are gone completely. And this is going to be more, each tournament is going to be its own individual tournament. There will be a winner crowned at the end of it and there's not going to be league points carried over month to month. Uh, So basically it's embracing the casual nature of this making it fun so that you don't feel this need to have to attend every single meeting um instead whatever you attend it can still be equally fun but it's there there's only going to be four tables to play you're only going to have three tables of those four to play and you there's a preliminary round of which the top 3 players of all the players that play that table will advance to the next round. And then the number four player is, it's this weird thing where whoever has the top number of in the 100,000 column. So if you earned uh 648,520, your number is six, four, eight. Okay. So, so whoever has the top number in that gets the fourth spot. Um, of all the players. So it's kind of a random thing. Once they get, uh, once the preliminary round is done and they go to the next round, uh, you only will be playing one table. So you could have scored top three in three of, you know, in all three of the tables that you play, but you're only going to get placed 
on one of those tables for the next uh, for the next round, and uh, then the top the top one player, uh, you know, so whoever places first on those each of those three tables, then those people will all go head to head for the championship. Wow, that sounds yeah. complex. Yeah, I'm really trying to wrap my head around how this is going to work. And obviously, this is going to be the first time that they've ever done it. So I think they're also trying to wrap it. Because like, I looked at the uh, rule sheet that was posted, and a lot of it was TBD. <laughs> like, yeah. we're, we're still trying to figure out exactly how this is going to work. Um, and then there was it, another thing, and I'm hoping this is going to make the tournament go faster. Um, because one of the, the issues that we always had was great, everybody plays their first round. You get done with your first round, you go to do your second round. Oh, but there's still a player you know, playing in the first round, and now you're standing around waiting for that person, and finally the person gets done, and you go, and by the time you got to like the third or fourth round, you would just be sitting there waiting on players. Yeah. And, and so that dragged the whole thing to a screeching halt. So this time what it is, they said that there's these, and I, again, I don't know what this is, but there's I said these little clip-on things that'll go on you, a lanyard that you wear, and it's basically this person is playing and this person is waiting. And as soon as the done, the person that's done playing is done, they have to go find a person next on the list and hand it off to that person. My only problem with that is if you don't know people, <laughs> you're going to be going. So who is this and who do I hand it off to? I don't know. Um, yeah, hopefully they have name tags on. Yeah, I, I hope that. Oh, that'd be nice if we did name tags. The other thing is when this will be really cool. Um, all the other machines that are in the house, what used to happen is during the tournament, if it wasn't a tournament machine, it got turned off mm. and you weren't allowed to play uh, anything that was there. Now all the machines will be turned on. And if it's a non-tournament machine, it's free play. Go have at it. Good. Well, why yes. wouldn't you want to do that? Like, I know it's, Oh, believe me, it's, it's hard when you, <laughs> the idea to get when you go into a pinball tournament is to kind of play pinball. Right. I don't know. Well, what you would around. have to do, what you would have to do is go early before the tournament, and then you could all the tables would be on, but you didn't know what was in the tournament, so you didn't know what you were practicing on and what you were just playing for the fun of it. And then they always said that after the tournament was over, it was open house. Well, most people bailed after the tournament. Yeah, because it took so bloody long. Yeah. Right. And pre-tournament, <laughs> you would be so intent on trying to get your hands on every single thing because you didn't know what was going to be in the tournament. Uh, you know, this way, yeah, you're right. Now you can just have fun. You, know, you can be there. Yeah. Uh, you're not sitting, while you're sitting around waiting for your next table to play, you can actually be playing a table. So Yeah, and actually, the, the most important thing is that while you're waiting for your next tournament game, you can still be keeping your hand in. Right. And actually getting, getting like not forgetting how to play pinball between your rounds, right? Yes. Yeah. That's, it's what happens to me. Like when I'm at the Brisbane Pinball Club, we, we have the, uh, like every, every tournament is its own competition. So yeah, someone gets crowned winner at the end. It's a really good format. Like it's mm -hmm. much better than having points carry over. Um, and yes, when you are waiting for, uh, there's normally six tables chosen for the tournament. I think the the venue has about nine or ten. So it means that the other four tables are available for the general public to play, while the other tables are reserved for um, the BPC. Yeah. And it means that if in between 
rounds went like I usually get there at five o'clock. I'm done with my tournament games by five thirty or six. Uh, right. And then I have to wait around for three hours. So I'll go and have some dinner and probably do coin drop on a couple of other tables just to have a bit of fun. And yeah, it would be really boring having to sit there for three hours waiting um, <laughs> to, to do it. So having tables to play and having something else to do while you're there, it's, it really would make for a much better tournament environment. Yeah, um, for everyone. So I think you're gonna. It sounds like you're gonna enjoy yourself tomorrow. I think it's gonna be good. Well, and the other thing I'm gonna enjoy myself with is uh, this guy just bought Dialed In, so he's got Dialed mm. In. Um, yes. Last time I was there last year, he had just gotten Game of Thrones. Oh. Uh, he also has a Wizard of Oz, so he's constantly getting new tables in. Um, so I'll be very curious to see what else is in his collection if he's got any other uh, brand. I wonder new- if he's. Uh- I wonder if he's making a slot for the new Archer. I mean, sorry, Iron Maiden table that's uh, coming out. <laughs> you know what? That looks really good. It doesn't think. it? Oh, well, yeah. A, the artwork is phenomenal. Um, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't expect Photoshop with because it's all hand-drawn art anyway to begin with. Since it's all yes. based on Eddie. Um, but even the even the table layout, I love that there's a ramp shot that the only way to get through it is to shoot through pop bumpers. That is such a Waller style design. Yeah. And I think, think that's phenomenal. Show, right? What's that? I about that roadshow ramp that you have to shoot through the pop bumpers for. Right. It's, it's risky as anything. It's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're straight into the pops in danger. Um, instant peril. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to um, be a very, I think this would be one that I think you would absolutely spring the extra money for the, uh, the premium for. Well, but um, here's the thing. When I looked at the difference between the premium and the pro, they're like, hey, look, the pro has spinners. Um, yes. <laughs> it, it, the only thing that seems to be there, I guess there's one ball lock mechanism, and I don't know yeah, if it's... Mummy like, lock. Right. I haven't seen a picture of it yet to compare. Um, so I don't know if it's kind of like on the Metallica table where the where you have the hammer um that, that mm. slammed down but everything else just seemed to be decorative in terms of what the added price is uh and it has no effect on the actual gameplay or scoring so that excites me too where it's like hey maybe the pro version uh you know is better that being said they raised the price on the pro <laughs> so yeah well the the pro it actually has things like spinners and it has drop targets Yes. As well, which is re- up until quite recently on Stearns was like, yeah, you get stand-up targets and you'd be yeah. thankful for it. Yeah. You even get those shots to make in the game on Pro. But I think with this one, I think the way Keith Elwin designed this table was such that they really couldn't remove much stuff off it because it would just change too much yeah. of the gameplay. So that's that's what you get when you have a pinball designer. Oh, sorry, a pinball, pinball player. player designing a pinball table yeah uh, as opposed to a game designer designing yeah. a pinball table and same with scott denisi's work on um uh on on tna yeah like that game that there's not much stuff you could strip off it so yeah. it, it is well and maybe it is. maybe they're also feeling the the pressure from jersey jack where the difference between their you know i don't know what they call their two models but Gameplay wise are identical. It just happens to be build quality that's the difference. Um, yeah, 
so get shiny of side rails and such like you know visiglass and all sorts of stuff right right you know and that's the way it should be like that is that is exactly oh you look at like if you hark back to the days of the adams family when they did the gold run like the only thing that was different there i think was some changes in the ro in the rom um, yeah the code was slightly different the, the, there were scoring differences but it wasn't the table was identical in right. mechanical design Right. So you, you got the same gameplay experience, you just got a slightly different rule experience. So yeah. you know, and that's fine. That is the pattern they should be going with um with these tables anyhow. Agree. Agree. Mm. <sighs> all right. Well, I think that's uh that's all the pinball talk that we uh we have time for. Hey folks, uh why don't you go ahead and uh, check out our website? It is blockadepinball.com slash article. No episodes episodes Damn. almost at it I was yeah. gonna say, but you want to check out the articles uh yeah so <laughs> blockadepinball.com slash episodes uh there you will find all of our past uh podcasts as well as my plethora of movie reviews of which i just dropped three of them this week i did a review for yes. pacific room uprising which if you saw the trailer you saw the entire movie yeah, it really does look like that. Uh, I just saw Blockers, which mm -hmm. was quite funny. And essentially, uh, if you enjoyed back in the day, American Pie is the yeah. sort of thing, but with uh, uh, girls trying to get laid instead. And what I like about this style of comedy is that they treat the kids with dignity and their choices the with the and they make, yeah and they make the parents the idiots um, <laughs> that's really good that's that's actually the right way to go right yeah, yeah it is um so that was good and then i just saw yesterday a quiet place which was every bit what the trailer promised and more so that i've been i've watched the trailer right yeah, I watched the trailer based on the fact that you did the review. Oh, that does look really good. Yeah, as my, a, my... As a thriller because it's oh. horror and thriller. It's it's more thriller, isn't it? It's more thriller. Um, it's it's that slow burn thriller too. Oh, it, oh yes, it takes its time. And the thing is, is that sound is every bit as much a character as the actual people. Mm -hmm. um, this is one that you're going to want to go to a movie theater that has these uh, the sound system quality. It has a yeah. good quality sound system because if you it's directional you saw as anything, exactly, yeah. exactly. But it's also if you remember the vault scene from Mission Impossible and the absolute utter quiet of that, other than the atmospheric noises of that room, mm -hmm. and you could hear a pin drop in the movie theater during that sequence, right? Mm -hmm. Well, now amplify that to ninety minutes, um, because there are moments. Quiet. Yeah, there are moments where all you're hearing is just like you're in the middle of the forest and just whatever sounds you would hear in the forest, because everybody's trying to be absolutely deadly quiet, so that when a noise happens, it's truly jarring. You're truly wow. just cringe and tense up and be like, "Oh crap! Here comes the or you know." So here comes the things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh man, that sounds so good. I have to go and see this in the movies. I I can't not because yeah. Kim will never go and see this. This is one that's <laughs> all on me, all on me. There's no way she would even be remotely interested in seeing this. So I need to but, go and just do it. 
my, my son expressed interest and I'm like, that would be really kind of a fun experiment because he, I'm too jaded of a movie goer or even a TV viewer. I, uh, when I say slow burn, a lot of this is if you're a regular watcher of The Walking Dead, The Walking Dead is not the least bit scary to you. It makes you cringe and it makes you go, oh man, you know, but you're not being like, oh my God, zombie, you know? And, and so that's yeah. kind of the same. There's that overwhelming sense of dread and everything, but I know how to handle that. I, you know, I, I'm not going to be watching through fingers. Whereas <laughs> if I took my boy, who's never experienced anything like that, he very well might be looking hey. through fingers. So that'd I be probably kind of, will be for weeks. It would, it would be a lot more, <laughs> believe me, it would be a lot more fun for me than it would be for him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, that being said, he's not going to be uh, going anytime soon because yeah, folks, we're going back to the hospital. <laughs> yes. Sorry. So, not. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be uh, out of the hospital and we'll be able to do another podcast next week. Um, yeah, hopefully. But if hopefully. not... If not, well, um, you guys get to wait another week. <laughs> ration this one out and uh, yeah, we'll see you when we see you. Absolutely. And as always, uh, why don't you check out our Twitter feeds. The show is at Blockade. Jared is at Jared Morgs and I am at Shut Your Trap. And if you follow those, then you'll be aware of when our podcasts drop, as well as when tournaments in Zen are posted, as well as whenever we post anything onto the uh, website. All right. Well, with that, thanks for uh, thanks for putting up with the gaps in weeks before between podcasts, and uh, thanks for continuing to listen. Yes. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods, easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball. <laughs>